Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us today for Milwaukee's philanthropic community, where we highlight people and organizations who are doing great things and making a big impact in our community. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm the Director of Community Outreach here at Ellen Becker Investment Group. So I like to do research in preparation for our interview so that I have a good understanding of not only the nonprofit, but also the main topic of discussion. So what's the first thing you do when you're curious? You Google, right? I was curious to see what would pop up when I Googled, what is Waukesha County known for? And this is what it said. Waukesha County is known as Lake Country because of the dozens of sparkling lakes that were carved out by glaciers 15,000 years ago. In the late 19th century, Waukesha became known for its healing waters. People came from far and wide to heal and relax in the resort town. After the era of healing waters ended, Waukesha became a major manufacturer of water, of soda, dairy products, iron, steel, and of course, beer. (laughs) What's a Wisconsin town without being known for its beer, right? It went on to say that Waukesha County has high home values, a low poverty rate, and the majority of residents have a college education. If you call Waukesha home, it's the most livable city in Wisconsin and one of the top places to live nationwide. Now, that's according to a 2017 report on 24-7 Wall Street. Now, I would agree that it's really a nice place to live, except for maybe two months out of the year. But as they say, if you want the rainbow, you need to put up with the rain, (laughs) or in this case, the snow, right? What didn't readily pop up until I did some further digging was the fact that almost 20,000 people live at or below the poverty line. Now, we want to be sure to present the facts, of course. So yes, Waukesha County has some really great things going on, but we also have some challenges too, not unlike every other city across America. We address the challenges that we face in our community and our time together, but we also want to be sure to focus on and highlight the positive and talk about what people are doing about the challenges. So my first guest today is Michelle DeBoard, Executive Director of the Women and Girls Fund of Waukesha County, which is all about improving the quality of life for women and girls in Waukesha County. So welcome to the show today, Michelle. Great. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So Waukesha County is certainly known for some great things, and that's all well and good. But what about those things that aren't so good, that perhaps aren't spoken of or people just aren't aware of? There are some challenges within our county, so we like to bring awareness to organizations that are bringing solutions to those problems and those challenges. So why don't you start out, Michelle, by telling us the unique history of the Women and Girls Fund and why you were drawn to it. Yes, I was drawn to the Women and Girls Fund because I grew up in a household where the sky was the limit. There was no glass ceiling, and I had the ability to think that I could do anything in the world that I wanted to. And then it was reinforced when I had my daughter. And I really thought about the fact that I wanted to leave the world a better place for her. I thought back about my entire career, and I have served as a philanthropic champion. And people say to me, how do you do fundraising? How do you go out and ask people for money? But I really think about the fact that I'm connecting donors with a wonderful experience to be able to give back and inspire others to get involved. So when I came to the Women and Girls Fund, it was just a natural fit. 
Mm-hmm. And our organization actually started, it has an interesting, unique uh, history. It started when the YWCA of Waukesha County closed. And those remaining assets were given to start a special fund dedicated to women and children. And that's how the Women and Girls Fund was born Mm -hmm. back in 2004. How does the Women and Girls Fund actually make a difference then? We talk about informing and inspiring and impacting our audience. Tell us how the Women and Girls Fund makes an impact. Yes, at our at our first board meeting of our advisory members when this started, a woman said there is a great need in our community for this type of fund. How true this sentiment is um, today, even 18 years later, it's still part of our founding principles to aid and enrich the lives of women and girls in Waukesha County by creating change for individuals and the community at large. So we recognize that the momentum we've created must continue and even increase because the challenges that women are facing, they confront new barriers that keep them from fulfilling their potential. So we recognize that the pandemic taught us that some of these issues uh, still did not go away. As a matter of fact, they were amplified for women and girls in our community. Yeah. So yeah. when we were established in 2004, what we do is we actually make investments back in the community. Since our inception, we've invested $1.4 million in innovative programs to address some of the some of the issues that are out there plaguing women and girls in our community. Huh. The very first grant cycle, I looked back in our records and we gave away $25,000, and now we're actually able to invest at the $140,000 level annually to invest in these solutions. And that's quite an impact, right? Well, your grants are targeted in the areas of health, well-being, education, and empowerment, which are all major areas of interest in our county, right? So share with us how the grants impact the community. Yeah, so actually that reflects our mission, and that's how our grants investments work in the community. We actually are all about addressing critical needs. So each year we have annual input from community leaders and and experts that are telling us what issues need to be addressed. So our grants are focused on very specific programs with very specific defined goals and measurable impact. And they're delivered by our partners, our nonprofit partners that are fully vetted by the Women and Girls Fund to make this work possible. We take a very results-oriented approach, um, and our grants have a long track record of making sure that they are demonstrating results in the community. So we believe that it's important to to invest um, in to impact our investments that are delivered to women and girls in our community. So together, one grant at a time, we're actually improving the odds for women and girls through our grant investments. It's wonderful. You know, the the health, the well-being, the education, the empowerment, as we said, all major areas of interest. Let's, uh, Let's take a look at the education piece. So Research shows that despite advancements, women and girls still face challenges that impede them from securing better futures for themselves and their families. The largest demographic living in poverty in Waukesha County are females 18 to 24, followed by females 75 and over, and then females 25 to 34. The 2021 Women in the Workplace report found that women are more burned out now than they were a year ago and that the gap in burnout between women and men is nearly doubled. In fact, one woman was quoted as saying, we don't have an opportunity to break down and lose it sometimes because we're the ones that are trying to hold everything together, right? What would you say, Michelle, is the current status of women and girls? 
Well, for the women that we're working with, far too many of them, there are frustrations that are focused on just attaining basic needs as they relate to health, education, well-being, and safety. It's very overwhelming for them. So we recognize that. And we also recognize that these realities matter to women in people's lives. So when you think about your mom or your daughter or your sister or a neighbor or a friend that might be confronting some of these issues, we recognize that as well. So we have a a very bold promise to continue to invest in the advancement of women because we recognize that through that grant investment, we're going to have stronger families. When we have stronger families, we're going to have more diverse and thoughtful workforces, and that essentially leads to more robust communities overall. That's a great mission, a great goal, all, all good stuff. When people think about Waukesha County, communities like Oconomowoc, Delafield, Pewaukee, Lake Country, if you will, uh, Menominee Falls, Muskego, they often see the affluence and not the poverty. The contrast that in uh, Waukesha, female-headed households are three times more likely to live in poverty. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we return, Michelle is going to share how this oversight impacts their mission. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm talking with Michelle DeBoard, Executive Director from the Women and Girls Fund of Waukesha County. So whether you choose to see it or acknowledge it or not, the reality is that there are just under 20,000 people living at or below the poverty line in Waukesha County. How does that impact the mission of the Women and Girls Fund, Michelle. Yes, definitely. Poverty seems to be invisible in some of our most affluent communities. We don't see that women and girls throughout Waukesha County are actually facing issues. They might be battling addiction. They might be struggling to pay for health care or facing homelessness. Uh, Sometimes they're victims of, of sexual abuse and sex trafficking. But we serve people from all walks of life and all socioeconomic levels. So we're dealing with that even when there are invisible needs of those that are living and working right here in our community. I'm so fortunate because I get a chance to share the stories behind our collective impact, and I'd love to tell you about the difference that it's being that's being made for some of our clients. And in our most recent video, I had the opportunity to go out and interact with the women and girls that are being serviced. And the first woman I met, she had to choose between going to the doctor and putting food on her table. So we definitely are making an impact um, on individual women. I had a chance to see a woman who was reaching out to help, uh, to get help, because she was battling an addiction to painkillers. I also had an opportunity to talk to um, someone's daughter who was uh, in a grief counseling program because her father had committed suicide and they were in the process of losing their home and she had to move away from her school and her friends and so we were able to intervene uh, and help her. I was talking to a grandmother who had recently filed for bankruptcy because of all of her medical bills. And she was at a local medical clinic, and she put her head on the shoulder of the volunteer nurse there because she just wanted to thank them for the services because she had no money to be able to go and afford health care in her community. 
Or uh, the single mom who lost child support from her son's father was now struggling to pay her bills. So we see that poverty um, is, you know, is across the board. The, the last client I met, she was worried about where her next meal was coming from. She was in class, and she's one of those 4,000 children in Waukesha County that are meeting the poverty guidelines. I think education, uh, certainly all of your, your pillars or those four areas that you talk about are, are important. Uh, Ellen Becker is all about education, so I want to kind of focus on that for just a minute because we agree that access to education matters. Um, Audrey Hepburn once said that access to quality education has the power to transform societies in a single generation. It can provide children with the protection they need from the hazards of poverty labor exploitation and disease, and it also gives them the knowledge, the skill, and the confidence that they need to reach their full potential. So women seeking a better life recognize that education is critical, right? How are the investments that the Women and Girls Fund Waukesha County that you're making in education, how does that make a difference? Yes, I have to echo that women seeking a better life, they do recognize education is critical. That is first and foremost. And so what we're doing is we're investing in academic scholarships, which means women who have overcome significant challenges can pursue this post-secondary education opportunities without the daunting financial barriers that they have to encounter. So we know when women move beyond a high school diploma, that they can actually have a much brighter future for themselves and for their for their family. So with education as part of our mission, as you had stated, uh, we launched the New Hope Scholarship, which is improving the odds one woman at a time. Uh, this fund is an annual scholarship that is given to non-traditional female students going back to pursue post-secondary education by eliminating that financial barrier as well. I'd love to tell you about Cambry. She is our most recent recipient of our scholarship and how impactful this scholarship can be just on one woman in her family. Cambry is a single, hardworking mom of four children. She has children ages um, 5 to 12. And she actually told us that she had left an abusive situation, and she recognized that that was a huge turning point in her life. But she also recognized that she needed to enroll at WCTC and go back to school. So she, she struggled financially and emotionally, but then she reached out and was able to utilize many of the community resources that exist to get, and get back on her feet. Uh, she told her children, actually, that you achieve your goals when you ask for help. Mm. And this scholarship and the support is actually helping her get on her feet and refocus on her brand new career as a nurse, and she is on target to graduate. That is fantastic. And, you know, it's so important for people to understand that asking for help is not a bad thing. You know, there are so many resources that are available in our county, in our state, across America, right, to help people that are struggling. And it's not uncommon to struggle, even if it's just for a short moment in time. But stepping out and being confident to say, you know what, I need some help. I need some direction. I need some guidance. That's all very important. And again, education is, is so important. Also, women's health and safety is very important, right? According to the Alverno College Report, the status of girls in Wisconsin says 15% of girls reported having been forced into some type of sexual activity. 
in addition, Waukesha County has the third highest breast cancer incident rate in southeastern Wisconsin, according to the recent Komen study. So what is being done to move the needle in these areas? Yes, we are making those investments in safety and shelter and recognizing that we need to support survivors of domestic and sexual violence. We're also investing in health programs that give tools to help women overcome these challenges. An example of our most recent investment is in ABCD, which is after breast cancer diagnosis. And that's an example because it provides customized one-on-one emotional support to those that have received a breast cancer diagnosis, but it can also be for the patients, the family, or the friends. So we recognize these investments are, are moving the needle in health and safety. Mm. And again, so critical. It's, it's wonderful to know that there are so many resources that are available to people that they may not even be aware of, right? Again, that's why we do the show, so people know what's what's available to them. Just a quick question. Why should people give a gift to the Women and Girls Fund when they can give it directly to one of those partners like ABCD. Exactly. Well, giving a gift to the Women and Girls Fund is one of the best ways that you can address multiple needs across the community. So one gift touches so many focus areas. So collectively, each gift is combined with another gift and another gift, and it's improving the odds for women and girls in our community. So we definitely are trusted stewards of these gifts. And as a fund, we're in a position to secure needed funds, but also advocate for women's issues on a larger scale than any one single organization or one single gift can do. In addition to providing financial support through grants and scholarships, how else would you say you're celebrating the accomplishments of women and girls? Well, we actually have our Women of Distinction Luncheon, which is our signature fundraising event, and we recognize Waukesha County women who've demonstrated sustained excellence and accomplishments through their community involvement. So for more than 37 years, we've actually been celebrating the extraordinary accomplishments and leadership of women and young women. There's more than 220 women and young women who've earned this distinguished honor. So we're super excited about that. And every year we honor four exceptional women uh, with this. And we collectively invest in the future of women and girls because this is our largest fundraiser. And Karen Ellenbecker was actually one of those women. Um, can't remember the year, I can't but remember, I know. But yeah, a past honoree, correct? It, it, yes, she was. Yes, absolutely. So not only are you dedicated to advancing the the health, the well being, the education, and the empowerment of women and girls, you believe that everyone can be a philanthropist, which is great. Tell us more about your leadership in that area. Yes, just like this radio station is dedicated to philanthropy, we recognize everyone's role as a philanthropist. And a philanthropist, by definition, is someone who donates time or money or expertise or skills to make the world better. And we want people to know that you don't have to be wealthy to be a philanthropist. You just have to care. Mm-hmm. So we want um, everyone to be a philanthropist. And again, everybody can do something, right? No matter how big or small, every little thing counts. Well, you helped us to understand so many different ways that the Women and Girls Fund has made an, a, a positive impact in Waukesha County. So thank you for that. Uh, what would you like our listeners to remember from all these things that we talked about today? Yes, there's so many ways that they can get involved. They could join a committee. They could nominate someone for our Distinguished Women of Distinction Award. They could host a fundraiser or invest in our fund. We welcome their participation across the board. 
And I certainly hear from donors how important it is that they want to be able to give on a local level and, and have their impact felt right here in Waukesha County. So we are definitely a source to be able to funnel those contributions right back to the community in which people live and work. Through our I'm In efforts, we are continuing to build our endowment as well because we want to make sure that we're here in perpetuity forever for women and girls. So our goal is to provide uh, more programs, larger, more impactful grants, and reach more women and girls than ever before. Sounds like a great goal. So if people listening want to reach out to you, what is the best way to do that? Yes, the best way would be to search Women and Girls Fund or go to WGF, Waukesha County. And we also have our social media as well. So thank you so much for the opportunity to highlight our organization. You're welcome. And thank you for being here. Michelle DeBoard, Executive Director from the Women and Girls Fund of Waukesha County. Thank you. Serving women and girls of Waukesha County involves many different things, as you heard from Michelle, and employment is a big one. Waukesha County's unemployment rate peaked in May of 2020 at 9.8%. January 2022, it was 2.5%. So we're, we're going in the right direction. But I saw a recent survey that said only 20% of workers are actually passionate about what they do. Now, I realize that we can't always get that dream job right out of the gate, but if you could find a career that matched what you're passionate about, that'd be a real bonus, right? It would help us to up that 20% so that more people are passionate about what they do and how they make an impact. When we come back after commercial break, we're going to learn more about a nonprofit that doesn't just place an employee in a job, but instead they seek to understand the needs and the interests of the individual and address their barriers so that they can be successful. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo. My next guest today is Cindy Simons, President and CEO of Forward Careers, and Andrew Berg, who is a program participant. Welcome to the show today, Cindy and Andrew. Thanks for having us. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. So tell us, Cindy, about Forward Careers, and why do you do what you do? Sure. So several years ago, I moved to Wisconsin from Texas and was in my second year of college, but I was suddenly faced with out-of-state tuition, and I had not thought about that before. I suddenly had a tough decision to make, and I decided not to attend college and instead get a job. One year became two years out of college, and I suddenly was just completely unsure of next steps. I knew I wanted a career that paid better and that had advancement opportunities, which is where Forward Careers really comes into play. Forward Careers is for individuals like me who are seeking to improve their employment potential in demand-driven and high-growth occupations but need guidance. Forward Careers provides career guidance, skills training, support services like work-based learning opportunities and internships or on-the-job training with the ultimate goal of connecting individuals to jobs that meet their talents and that pay well. So that really is why I do what I do. I now have the ability and I also have the personal experience to be able to lead and shape forward careers when we develop job training programs that are going to meet the demands of our clients. 
And so it's very rewarding to see individuals that come to us with minimal work history gain skills through our services and our programming to then having multiple employers make job offers to them, wanting them to work for their company. And it's nice when you've kind of been there, done that, right? Yes, you know, absolutely. you had personal experience that you brought mm-hmm. to the job, and that that always um, it helps you to understand who you're serving, right? Yes, yeah. absolutely. So, um, can anyone seek your services, or are there any restrictions? So sure. So as a nonprofit, we have numerous funding sources, and each of them come with their own unique and el- unique eligibility criteria. But for the most part. If- if an individual is at the age of 14 or older and they have a barrier to employment, we most likely can help them. And so a barrier can be having zero to some work experience, a disability, um, income status, being in foster care, possibly re-entering the labor force due to incarceration, or they're unemployed or underemployed. And so for underemployed, you know, it could be a current employee that's in an, in an entry level uh, position. Maybe it's a parent reentering the workforce or current incumbent workers. So really, if a person finds themselves seeking a career change, wanting to look for a new job, um, is graduating from school, we want them to think of us. We want them to come to us. We envision ourselves as being a preferred source for career exploration, education and skills training, and employment connection to every person and business out there. So if you are motivated and want to increase your employment potential, we will find a way to assist you. So we just ask that you give us a call. And what's interesting, and I'm sure people (laughs) would uh, agree with this, that it's frustrating at times to drive down the expressway and you see countless signs for uh, organizations that are hiring. But yet, the unemployment rate is is where it's at at times. You know, it's like there are jobs out there. It's just connecting people to that job and finding people who who want to work. Right. So it's it's great that an organization like this exists, because, again, maybe somebody doesn't know what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And it's not just about getting a job. It's about finding something that matches your skill set, it matches your interests, something that will up that number of 20% of people that aren't passionate about what they do, right? We want to mm-hmm. we want to see that number higher. You know, workforce development is a hot topic in today's tight labor market. I, I gave some statistics before the break about how Waukesha County went from 9.8% in May of 2020 to 2.5% in January 21. So we're going in the right direction. And connecting people to employment resources is obviously extremely important. So help us understand why someone might want to work with Forward Careers. Sure. So we don't just connect individuals to any job and call it a day. We really strive to provide them with the tools and skill sets that they can use long term. When we design our programs and services, it's really based on data and local market demands. So we really look at providing training programs and our services, you know, that are going to be in high growth demand driven occupations. So um, when a client is in training, is in a training program, they are also going to be receiving case management from us to address any barriers that they might be encountering. So an example could be that a client 
client um, that is looking to pursue courses in technology, um, they might not have the means to purchase supplies or equipment in order to attend the, the training program. And so we are able to provide them with those actual items, the tangible items, the equipment, the supplies, so that they can be successful in completing their program. Another example could be, um, which is a very hot topic right now, is childcare. Some of our clients that decide they want to go into uh, a training program at a traditional school, like any one of our local technical colleges, um, sometimes they are facing childcare issues. And so by working with us, we are able to cover a portion of the childcare costs in order to uh, help them complete their training programs as well. That's so, nice. Mm-hmm. And so um, I obviously, you know, like I can't do this alone. I have a great team of professionals that really are the ones that specialize in providing services to individuals of all backgrounds. And so they meet with them to provide a personality and skills assessment to identify an occupation or industry that they are interested. And then they will go ahead and develop an individualized career plan to outline the steps that they can take so that they can ultimately reach their their goal, their ultimate occupation. And so some individuals, uh, depending on the stage that they're in, they might come to us because they are ready to attend school. And that is where we can step in and provide them um, with uh, covering a portion of tuition, books, etc. Some individuals may just need more of a short term. So they are looking at like industry recognized certification, we can connect them to reputable training providers where they can attain their desired credentials and make them more marketable for employers. And so some individuals may just be looking for a job. We will go ahead and look at their resume, look at transferable skills, see how we can, you know, improve that, give them some mock interviewing, connecting them with our other staff that we have that are the ones that really work with the employer community and they really know what employers are looking for to give them that feedback so that they can be ready to market themselves. Okay. Are you working or providing services to people in Milwaukee County as well as Waukesha County, or is it just Waukesha County? So we primarily um, provide services in Waukesha, Ozaki, and Washington County. But as we are grant-funded, we can also go outside of our county. So I like to say that we really kind of serve the southeastern region, so the seven-county area. Okay. Very good. Very good. Well, Now let's turn our attention to Andrew. Tell us your story, Andrew. What caused you to reach out to Forward Careers? Well, I had found myself laid off. Um, I had some schooling, but I never finished. I went to the workforce development to see what kind of assistance was available. They connected me with Forward Careers. Uh, They provided the tuition assistance to help me get into class. I then was able to graduate, actually graduated with honors. Congratulations. Very good. Then they even went further with that. They helped me with my job search. And then once employed, they then also assisted with some on-the-job training so that I could get up to speed. So how did it impact your life? How did it make a difference for you? I started off with taking schooling during while I was still working a while back. Problem is, is that when you're trying to focus on both work and school, a lot of times 
one loses out. Right, right. And um, a lot of times the classes were only offered during the same time I needed to be at work. And then it just got easy just to not finish. With their assistance, I could then focus on school and not have to be as concerned about the actual, the, the, the monetary point of pay to actually get ahead. Right, right. Oh. Well, and uh, my daughter graduated from Madison in 2020, mm-hmm. okay, which is when the pandemic yes. mm-hmm. just hit. And so uh, she didn't get her uh, pomp and circumstance, uh, you know, for graduation, but uh, they they did it the following year. But I thought about all those college students that were going to Madison for the whole Madison experience mm-hmm. that they could now not have. So you think about, yeah, the pandemic, it was a bummer in so many ways. But then you think about, if we're looking for the silver lining, right, which we try and do, you look at how that prompted people to do so many things virtually. So, Andrew, you talk about the fact that you're trying to make a living, right? Be able to provide for for yourself and your family. How can you fit school in when you can't attend the classes that are only available during your working hours? And so this whole idea of virtual classes, I think, is really, in some instances, maybe not a great thing for someone who really wanted the full college experience. But I think for non-traditional students who are Mm -hmm. looking for ways to make a better living, Mm -hmm. you know, this idea of virtual classes is, is... so powerful. Um, what would you say, Andrew, what, what would you say to someone who's in a similar situation as you to encourage them to contact Forward Careers? Well, it's always good to have as much help as possible. Um, with them, they had the knowledge, they had uh, connections, resources to assist with not only the tuition assistance, but then also with job searches, I was getting uh, leads from them all the time. They were they knew what my schooling was, what my interests were. It, it seemed more personal than just uh, going to just a normal recruiter or something. It was, you know, they had invested in me. The, these companies know that these people, when they recommend somebody, they know that it's it's not just somebody out of the blue. They, they've actually had experience with them. Yeah, they've invested in you, really. Yes. Yeah. That's wonderful. Well, thank you for sharing your experience with us, Andrew. We appreciate it. It's great to hear from someone who actually works with the nonprofit that we're highlighting and can share their experience to give us some idea of of the impact. So, again, thank you for uh, joining our interview today, Andrew. Appreciate it. You're welcome. It's time to take a quick commercial break, but stay tuned because when we return, Cindy's going to give us some things to think about regarding workforce development and some action steps to help yourself and or someone you know find that dream job that matches their skill set as well as their personal interests. So hang tight and we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community. With your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach. And I'm talking in this last segment with Cindy Simons, President and CEO of Forward Careers. So, Cindy, you've shared, as well as Andrew, shared a lot of good information with our listeners today. And we want to give our guests the opportunity to pick out some 
actionable items or calls to action for our listeners. So what are some highlights or final words that you'd like to say as we wrap up the interview? Sure. So um, a couple of things would include that we work with many for and nonprofit organizations. Um, Forward Careers is located in two American job centers, and our third location is at the Ozaki Nonprofit Center. And so the reason that I mention that is because all three locations, what they have in common is that we share a building with the various other nonprofit organizations with a similar mission. And so it really allows for a lot of collaboration and visibility for for each other's clients where we are able to um, meet you know with an individual there might be a service that we cannot provide but we can go to one of our partners on site and easily walk over to them make an introduction and essentially have our client you know meet with them so it's very beneficial for our clients and vice versa for their clients when they refer them over to us and so uh, a partnership that I do want to highlight is uh, with the Women and Girls Fund of Waukesha County we were able to to expand our independent living program that is really dedicated to assisting some young adults that are aging out of the foster care system. And we are providing them with a variety of life skills and resources to become self-sufficient. And so that is just like a great partnership and an example of of what we were able to expand our services into. Um, Many times these individuals may not be suitable for some of our other programming. And so having a partnership like the Women and Girls Fund, we are able to really target and be able to provide um, services to these individuals. In this example, we were able to connect them to work experiences within Waukesha County, and we are looking at expanding that even further to also include um, financial literacy, budgeting, creating a savings account, and also assisting with legal fees this coming program year. That is an awesome example of a partnership because we talk a lot on the show about the importance of partnerships expanding or enhancing the services that one nonprofit provides. And so when I look to bring guests on the show, I like to have some kind of collaboration between the two that we're highlighting. Mm -hmm. And so that is that connection. And I didn't mention that before. So it's nice to know how closely you're working with the Women and Girls Fund of Waukesha County and what that impact is. That's great. Another another thing would be not being the best kept secret. We often hear that. So even though we serve over 500 individuals across all our programs each year, we know that there are many more out there needing our help. And so an individual does not need to wait to be unemployed to seek our services. As long as they are motivated and want to increase their employment potential, we can help or connect them to other organizations so that they can get started in a promising career. Other things, too, would be that in today's labor shortage, which is here to stay for many years to come, businesses are always looking to us to find them with qualified and enough workers. Unfortunately, based on the current population in the metro Milwaukee area, there really isn't anything we can do. Um, I wish I knew how to clone people, but, you know, I can't do that. (laughs) But the best thing that we forward careers can do is educate the community on reskilling and upskilling and jobs for the future. So we right now hear that high school students are interested in a gap year because they want to try out a field before committing to college to avoid student debt. That's smart. 
If we look at yeah. Gen Z, so those that were born between 1997 and 2012, and then this new generation, Generation Alpha, those individuals that we are now just starting to see enter the workforce, they are more interested in gig opportunities. Gig work really allows an individual to set their own hours and work from any location, which is something you know that the business community is now starting to adjust to um, because that is what the job seekers are demanding. And so oftentimes in the gig work, um, sometimes it does not provide fringe benefits like health insurance, but some parents are able to keep their dependents on health insurance up to the age of 23. And so um, from an employer standpoint, we may not be seeing these individuals in their 20s until they are heading into their 30s because that is when they're going to start needing to, you know, provide for their themselves. Let's just stop for a second because you, you lost me on gig work. Can you uh, and, and Generation Alpha? I mean, I guess I'm not I'm not familiar with that. Define that Generation Alpha and what is gig work? Sure. So Generation Alpha, it is the individuals that were born, you know, in 2010 and moving forward. Okay. They are the individuals that we are just now starting to see enter the workforce. Um, so they obviously were born, you know, with a lot of advances in technology. So they just look at the world really in a different lens. Right. Um, and then gig work. Gig work is really kind of what it sounds like. It's more contract-based um, work. And this population, Generation Alpha, they are the ones looking for setting their own hours, you know, um, working from any location. So they most likely are just looking for short-term contracted types of positions instead of wanting to, you know, make a long-term commitment with the business that they might not necessarily, you know, be interested because they want that flexibility that gig work provides them. Okay. When you said gig work, I'm thinking like a musician. <laughs> a musician who has a, a gig coming up. But okay, so thank you for defining that for me. I just, I learned something new every day. So employers are developing talent pipelines, right? Help us to understand how you, how you help them through that. Do you provide apprenticeship programs as well as, you know, some of the other things that you, that you talked about? Mm-hmm. So, yes, we absolutely provide that. So from a business standpoint, um, once we have our clients and our programs that are job ready, we can go ahead and connect an individual to a work experience or an internship opportunity. Registered apprenticeships is, is huge right now, too. So when an individual um, has expressed to us that they are interested in that, we will go ahead and reach out to our business contacts. And so we have staff, our business solutions, representatives that are really the ones um, developing those relationships with local companies. The, we will let them know we have an individual, you know, that's looking for this type of uh, work experience or internship opportunity. Um, let's schedule a meeting, you know, let, let's schedule the interview. And then we really are kind of like hands off. We let the individual meet with the business and go through a traditional interview. Afterwards, though, we do have the opportunity to check in with the employer to get some feedback. 
feedback. Um, and most of the time they are ready to, you know, hire them on. Um, and so with our work experience and our internship programs, those are incentive types of programs that we offer the businesses in that if they hire one of our individuals, we can help them offset um, some of their initial costs because sometimes with the work experience and an internship, their supervisor might invest more because they also provide some mentorship um, in addition to, you know, the actual skill sets that they're going to be learning. And so that is a an opportunity for them to work with us because we will provide them with a wage reimbursement. Um, so there's a win-win for both of them. Okay. Well, well, there's a lot going on there. So you, you offer support in the area of internships and apprenticeships and typical JOBs, right? And, and also with mm-hmm. uh, gig work. Mm-hmm. So that's good. There's a lot of different ways that you're helping individuals in our community. So share with our audience the best way for, for people to contact you. If they want to learn more about forward careers, where should they go? Sure. So I would say that our website is probably the best place because they can go online and see the types of services, programmings that we offer. And so um, they could also contact us there. They can visit our website, which is forwardcareers.org. Wonderful. Well, thank you for, for being here today and sharing what you're passionate about. Cindy Simons, President and CEO of Forward Careers. So thank you again for being here. Uh, I also want to thank my guest, Michelle DeBoard, from the Women and Girls Fund of Waukesha County, and our guest, Andrew Berg, who was sharing his story uh, about his experience. So thank you to all of you for helping to make our community a better place to live, work, and play for not only women and girls, but for everyone in the community. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. If you'd like further information about what we talked about today or if you'd like to be considered as a guest on the show, or if you have a nonprofit you'd like to recommend, you can email me at jill at ellenbecker.com or you can call our office at 262-691-3200. Join us next Sunday morning at 10 to learn more about some great people, great organizations that are doing great things in our community. You can tune into News Talk 1130 on your radio or you can go to newstalk1130.com on your computer or you can listen on your cell phone via the iHeartRadio app. I encourage you to visit our website at ellenbecker.com to listen to previously aired shows. And you can also now listen on demand, which means Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple Podcast. My call to action today is to take some time to think about how you might find a way to help someone in our community in some way, big or small. Maybe it's with mentorships or employment or just by support and encouragement, which is a biggie, and it's something everyone could use a little bit more of on a daily basis. Take a look at how you might be able to help someone achieve their goals and also model for them on how to live a life of joy and positivity. Embrace what Helen Keller said, optimism is the faith that leads to achievement. I made it. Have a great day.